you we glorify you and you said you've come to set the captives free so break every chain every chain that binds us in the name of Jesus move by your spirit convict convince and if need be convert in Jesus precious name thank you for these voices that have sung the songs of victory. 
and we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus the Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. I don't, I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to break every chain. Anything that Satan is using to hold me hostage, I want the Holy Ghost to break it. Won't he break it? He'll break habits. He'll break history. He'll break hindrances. He's worthy to be praised. I want to thank our young adult choir. Great, 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 great job. See, that's a, that's a testimony. You don't need an army. You don't need a whole lot of folk to glorify his name. He told Gideon, you got too many for me to get the glory. Can I get a witness? To our highly esteemed guests, we again greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To all my brothers and sisters in Christ, our co-laborers in the gospel, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Now, here at St. Matthew's, we preach the Bible. We preach it in season, and we preach it out of season. Can I get a witness? I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I want to look at verse 1 and 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and verses 1 and 2. When you get it, say amen. <clears throat> Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sothenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, called to be saints. This morning, I want to preach around the subject, a dropped call. Called to be saints. A dropped call. One of the difficulties of being saved is the gap between our claims and our convictions. When there is consistency between our claims and spiritual convictions, it authenticates our call. And this authentication of our call has to do with a regiment of prayer, the power of the Holy Ghost, and a real sense of spiritual purpose in one's life. Conversely, when there is distance between our claim and our convictions, we tend to be routine about our commitments to Christ, our confidence going through crisis, in conflict with one another. The Bible says something very interesting. Many are called, but only few are chosen. That, that, that means the call of God's salvation has gone out to many, but only a few respond. 
The Bible also says that <clears throat> your call and your gifts are without repentance. Come on, Pastor. Meaning there's no changing of your gifts or of the call of God. And then another writer says, be careful to make your calling and your election sure. The word call is kaleo in the Greek. It is God initiating an irresistible call. Meaning when God calls us, we can't say no. If he called you. And, and, and the situation here in First Corinthians is this church at Corinth had become a very troubled tainted and toxic church of defilement defilement by way of church folk living like the world y'all get quiet all you want that instead of pattering ourselves after Jesus we pattern ourselves after the world We take on ideas of the world. We take on the psyche, the emotional things of the world. And God had said, come out from among them. That we are in the world, but not of the world. Too many Christians run up here on Sunday, but they're still in the world. Everything the world does, you want to do. So you want to straddle the fence, Lord, between the church and the world. And because pastors, bishops, evangelists are not preaching truth, there's no convicting of a device. You feel comfortable in celebrations that God frowns at. This was not only a defiled church, and these were saved folk, by the way. It was a divided church. It was a disgraced church. It was a, yeah, a defiant church. This church at Corinth displayed these problems of having a misplacement in their call. You know what a drop call is. A drop call is when you're talking and all of a sudden you lose the call. All right, all right. Either you're out of range or, yeah. The one you was conversing with is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody else on the other line. You either have to change your direction and then call back to get them, or you just don't talk. Some of us at one time we were talking to God. Yeah, yeah, take your time. But we had a drop call. Yeah. You're out of range from God hearing you. you. You're out of his will. You're out of his way. And God, God, God has a way of pulling us back in. You, you, you know how God makes sheep come back to the fold by using the wolf. There are, two, there are two methods of a shepherd. Either you stray and you put yourself in danger of the wolf taking you down, or the shepherd with his hook and crook comes looking for you and he breaks your legs and puts you around his neck 
and carries you back to the fold. Are y'all praying with me? And then because sheep like straying, you, you're not following the flock. You're following your own way. And there are sheep dogs that the shepherd has. Those dogs, they just, amen, follow the sheep on the outside. One's in the front, one's in the back, and two on the side. And those dogs have been trained to nibble at the sheep and get the sheep to go with the rest of the sheep. I'm preaching already. Some of y'all came here this morning and trouble been nibbling at you. The wolf is waiting for you. The shepherd is about to break your legs because you are not following his flock. Paul is preaching to this church around 56 AD that he founded Amen. These toxic, tainted Christians. And Paul, Paul, Paul decides, I'm not going to just beat them up. I'm going to, amen, encourage them to live up to their calling. Yeah, we've been called. We've been called, called out of. And, and when you look at those prepositions, whenever God does one thing, he uses another person to do another. He called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He called us from the world to come into the church. Can I get a witness? See, this is why them folk don't fear the church out there because the reason they don't no longer fear the church because they can see church folk in everything they do. They can see you down the casino gambling. They can see you drinking. They can, come on now, they can see you disguised. They can, yeah, they can see you, uh-huh. Uh, they can see everything in that world in the church. Can I get a witness? From the pulpit to the door. Can I get a witness? You, you got homosexual pastors who will sit in a pulpit and defend what they are. And the church will say amen. I'm preaching already. You ain't got to say amen. Do I have a witness? Now, child, 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 child of God, that, and, and the reason we half in and half out is because the Lord has never had our heart. The reason, the reason, the reason we want to, uh, amen, mingle and mangle with a world that's going to hell is because we're not really satisfied in Christ. Yeah. So Paul reminds them of their calling in three areas. I'm going I'm to I'm show you this text. In their, in their faith, in their fellowship, and in their finish. These Christians are messed up. Let me, let me. <laughs> I'm not talking about St. Matthews. See, when the world can point at you and say, but I saw you doing the same thing I was doing, your message of the cross is lost. You you can no longer witness to them because your life has been compromised. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, child, 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 child of God, child of God, child of God. When you look at this text, Paul wrote this first epistle of the Corinthians. And when he wrote the book of Romans, he was in Corinth looking out the window. So in Romans 1, 20, I mean, 18 to 24, he says, for God will give you up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. He was in Corinth looking out the window. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To courtenize, to courtherineize means to be drunk. It means to be worldly. And these Christian believers 
I'm going to show you in the text, were called first to faith. There's three instances of a call in the first chapter. I'm going to deal with two of them today, and I'll pick up later on. Paul called to be an apostle, verse 1, and then unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified, set apart in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, verse 2. Do you see that? Uh, now, just turn that around because it means saints by calling. Amen. That is, we are only saints because we were called. Can I get a witness? For by grace are you saved through faith. That faith is not yours. It's the gift of God, lest any man should boast. It, it encompasses the grace that none of us deserve to be saved. All of us deserve to be in hell. But for the grace of God, there goes I. Can I get a witness? And child of God, that when you understand you can't earn grace, when you understand it's a free gift, when you understand it's about election and enrichment, yeah, it's, it's about God bestowing on us what we don't deserve. Amen. And it's through the vehicle, listen to this, of faith. And Paul says in Ephesians 2, that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. That <clears throat> when I look at this calling of believers to faith, this word faith, although different definitions in the Greek, it encompasses at least five different angles on faith. First, we've been called to a body of truth, the faith, article in the Greek, the faith. We've been called to the faith. Article, the article in the Greek, the, denotes there's only one faith. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. All this denominational stuff, God ain't got nothing to do with that. Do I have a witness? My Bible says one Lord, Jesus, one faith, one body of truth, and one baptism of the Holy Spirit. Had nothing to do with water. Can I get a witness? I'm sick and tired of folk thinking they can jump in the water and their sins are washed away. No, what shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Old folk talking about, well, I was baptized in 1930. Yeah, and you're going to hell in 2013 because there's nothing in the water. That's why they had that mourner's bench. How many of y'all know about the mourner's bench? They had that mourner's bench. You had to sit there till your heart was broken. Faith is truth. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, truly you are my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Great song, Ken, about the chains. You know what's going to break the chains? Truth. Your emotions are not breaking no chains. Your tears will not break no chains. You know what's going to break your chains? All them hookups and hangups and all your history? Truth. When the Holy Ghost gets truth on the inside. I'm preaching already. God is going to break your bondages. Faith is truth. Second, pistis is the Greek word. Faith is trust. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. When God is saying that he's called us to faith, he's called us to truth, he's called us to a trust. But without faith, Hebrews eleven six, 6, it's impossible to please God. Faith is not just a body of truth, not just a trust. It's a transformation. When we trust Jesus Christ and all of his 
work on the cross, we are changed, metamorphosized. Are y'all getting this? See, here's the essence of the body of truth. You cannot place faith in Jesus, in the word, in the person, in the living, in the written word, and stay the same. Do I have a witness? When, when truth comes in, something's got to go out. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my will. He changed my feet. I'm preaching now, God. I don't even have a desire to go back in the world. Are y'all praying with me? And I ran the world more than all y'all. Trust me. I was out there in that fast lane running up down the street every night. I ain't got a desire to go back. You know why? Because when the Holy Ghost came in, he started changing. And now, I'm not perfect. I messed up. I still got changed. I still need prayer. I still need changing. But here's the good news. Things I used to do. I, I, I don't do any more places I used to go. I don't go anymore. I've been changed. And if you can't pinpoint change, Jesus ain't nowhere in the vicinity. Because everybody that met Jesus, he changed them. The woman at the well said, come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this the Christ. The blind, the, the blind man born blind in John chapter 9, Jesus said, do you want to see? The blind man said, yes, he healed him, go down. Why? He came away seeing. The Pharisees caught the man that night and said, who was it that healed your blindness? He said, I don't know. I don't know him by name. All I know, he told me, amen, to go and wash and I'll come away seeing. And he said, uh, they said, was it Jesus? He said, I don't know. They said, he's nothing but a dirty Oh, sinner. Yeah. And the blind man said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But what I do know is I was blind, but now I see. Can I get a witness? You can call him whatever you want to call him. But the man of Galilee saved my soul. He made me whole. He put me on the street, called straight, snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments, gave me a new heart, new mind, put a new song in my mouth, even praise, say yeah, what the Lord doing in the He'll change your name. <laughs> I grew up in South Philly. They called me Maurice. Hey, Reese. They don't call me Reese no more. Reese is my sinning name. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I got a new name. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me took drinking out of my mouth, fornication out of my life. Y'all hold on, just hold on. Can I get a witness? Turn me around, planting my feet on a solid ground. <laughs> Truth, trust, transformation. But faith is what we're going to be tried by. Let me know. When you appear before Jesus, not appear before Jesus, Jesus is not asking your opinion of what you think of yourself. Well, the pastor, this ain't about the pastor, it's about you. And he's judging you out of the word. Can I get a witness? First Corinthians chapter 3, he's judging you out of the word. 
Didn't my word say you ought to tithe and not tip? He preached it every week. What's the problem? Can I get a witness? Don't get quiet up in here now. Didn't the word say to love your wife as Christ loved the church? Didn't the word say to obey the pastor? Them that have the rule over you? Oh, I'm preaching up in here now. Didn't, didn't, the word, didn't the word tell you to be submissive one to another? Oh, I know I'm preaching. I don't mean no harm, but I'm going to preach the hell out of you. All, all that hell that's in you, I'm going to keep preaching it out. Can I get a witness? I'm all that hell that you brought up in here, I'm going to preach it out. That's your problem. You've been living with your hell too long. So you full of hell. We're going to preach it out. Faith is the triumph. That's the ultimate victory. When you get to heaven, you won't need faith. When you see Jesus, you won't need no faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. When I get there, I'm going to see him. Just as he is in all of his glory. Lord, have mercy. These Christian believers were called to a faith. A faith. A faith. You, you know, when I, came, when I came out of the military and later on got saved, back in the early 70s, listen to me. I didn't try to manipulate God. I said, when I'm in the world, I'm in the world. If I go in Christ, I'm in Christ. I'm not trying to ride this thing. Are y'all praying with me? I'm not fooling with God like that. Can I get a witness? So, so, so these Christian believers were called not only into a faith, they were called into a fellowship. Koinonia. Look at verse 10. Come on now, come on now. Look. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak. What? Now, now he's moving from defilement to divisions. That you all speak the same thing and that there be no what? Divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. Now, that doesn't mean we agree on everything. You don't agree with your husband and wife on everything. You don't agree with your kids on everything. You don't agree with your boss on everything. You ain't going to say nothing tomorrow. <laughs> God never asked us to agree. The 12 apostles didn't agree. Are you getting this? Here's what God said. Even if it causes you pain, keep the unity of the Spirit. The, word, the Greek word in Ephesians 4.2 is endeavoring, I-N-G. That participle, I-N-G, means painstakingly keep the unity. Not make unity, keep what the Holy Spirit already made. I'm preaching. Take the low road. Keep it. So here's what Paul does in this koinonia context of fellowship. And we, got, and we got to say this. He says, look, verse 11, it have been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are the house of Chloe, that there are what? Contentions among you. Now, <clears throat> Growing up in the 50s, I used to see how my mother and father took care of contentions. We had one television, 
with a hanger coming out, which was the antenna, three, six, and 10, three channels, no UHF, no cable, no satellite. Come on now. Sky King on Saturday morning. Isn't that right? Half gun will travel. Saturday night, we had to sit there and watch them bubbles with Lawrence Walk. Sunday night, Ed Sullivan. Saturday morning, Lassie. Are y'all praying with me? I, I remember all them days, but when, and my mother had six kids, when we couldn't agree on a channel, Dad just came down and cut the TV off. That's it, huh? Y'all ain't getting this. You know God will close your program down when there are contentions among you. I'm preaching that. And then our parents had a way. If they start asking questions and couldn't get to the bottom, everybody got beat. And it was always one of them saying, I had nothing to do with it, it's too bad. Should have talked up, everybody got beat. Them days is over, forget that. Hallelujah. Mm. And, and, and it was something about getting the beaten. I didn't know my mother was called to preach. Cause why are you getting beat, she's preaching. Didn't I tell you? And she bringing back up six months of stuff you done did that she didn't get you for. Am I, am, am I telling you the truth? And it's amazing how they can pull that stuff back in. But when she finished beating us, I was clothed in my right mind. Are y'all getting me? And that's the way God chastens us. When we keep messing up, man, he just steps in like a good parent and he starts dealing with us. Can I get a witness? Until we clothed in our right mind. These schisms in the fellowship were sinful, senseless, and severed the ministry. So Paul says in verse 12, look at your Bibles. These are the visions. Now this I say that every one of you saith, look at the four groups. One group of the church was of Paul. The second group was of Apollos, a Polish orator who could talk, teach, and preach. Boy, he, I love to hear him talk. He just used the million dollar words. But Apollos was taught by Paul, Acts 18. Then the third group was Peter, Cephas, the leading apostle. And then the fourth group is Christ. Four different groups in the church all vying for attention. You know what I told these preachers when we was in St. Louis? Listen to me, I said, whatever you do, Pay attention to the triple A's. Whatever you do, don't do it for attention, applause, and appreciation. Don't bring your issues to the pulpit and use the pulpit to make you feel good. God's pulpit is too valuable to help you with your mess. And that's just what we do in the pulpit. I, you know, I, I, I get up here with all these cliches. I'm trying to get you to say, oh, he's heavy. Forget Jesus. Oh, he's heavy. Oh, I like the way he splits the verbs and talks about the prepositions. He knows the eight parts of speech. He got more cliches than a book. Can I, God ain't getting no glory out of that mess. That's self. Either you are bringing the applause to yourself or you giving the applause to him. 
Can I get a witness? And I'm sorry, child of God, I can't teach truth and hoop every week because some truth is going to whip your backside and there's no hooping to no whipping doctrine. Are you getting this? That child of God, when you understand what the Bible says, Paul asked these rhetorical questions, is Christ divided? Don't even go there. The body of Christ is never divided. Hmm? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? No way. Paul said, I ain't baptized none of you. Now, this is worse. Was Paul crucified for you? See, this, this koinonia, this fellowship, there's the fellowship of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There's the fellowship not only of the Spirit, there's the fellowship of the saints that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't tear each other down. We don't talk about each other. We don't condemn each other. We don't criticize each other. We build each other up. Amen. Amen. We edify each other. Can I get a witness? If you and I would build people up, our relationships would be better. Can you imagine just saying positive stuff about people? Kent, you're a great musician. Kent, I appreciate your worship. Kent, you're faithful. Kent, 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 Kent. Sooner or later, I just keep building him up. But see, it's the crab in us that's got to tear each other down. You know when we start tearing each other down? Because you think they're getting ahead of you. You ever see a basket of crabs? Check the crabs out way in the bottom. They just sit there on the bottom. And when a crab is thinking he out of the basket, the one on the bottom pulls him back down. Why can't we just edify each other? Go home and tell your wife, listen, baby, through everything we've been through, you're a lovely lady. I love you. God sent you. Tell your husband I appreciate all that you do. Just learn to build each other up. Let me tell you why. Everybody can't build each other up. Some people, all they know is the tear down doctrine. And let me tell you why you got to tear somebody down, because you're torn down. Historically, there's something in you that has caused self-hatred. You're disguising something. You're bruised, you're battered, you're brittle, you're broken. Therefore, you can't be positive about anything. It's only a matter of time before you start that cold, legalistic complaining. Yes, sir. Why don't you just stand in the lobby and say, my, it's a beautiful day. Praise Jesus. Just, just try that. Just, just try that. Everything that comes out of us, Sister Hollingsworth, you're a counselor, is countered by something that's in us. So all I got to do is keep talking and you can discern I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm messed up. I'm chained. Because I can't give you a just do. Because like that crab, you might get out the basket before me. I just got a new job. Praise the Lord. Let me thank God for you. I just lost 60 pounds. Praise the Lord. I ain't talking about me. Praise the Lord. I just got a new car. Praise Jesus. I just bought a new house. Praise God. See, here's the way God sees it. When you can praise others, God blesses you. Are you getting me? Thank you, Jesus. 
It's the fellowship of the Spirit, the fellowship of the saints, fellowship of a sanctified mindset. And then finally, there's the fellowship of Satan. In every church, there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. People who think they work for God, they're really working for the devil. Let me tell you when you know you're working for the devil. Just check out the fruit. What's coming out of this fruit? Divisions, defilement, disgrace. Just check the fruit out. When I love, love will produce godly fruit. Are you getting this? All of us are messed up. All of us are wrong. At times, all of us need healing. All of us need help. Are you getting this? Paul is homing in on these Christian believers who were called to a faith and then a fellowship. A fellowship. As you know, I spent seven years in the military. We were taught. I went in 1968. Vietnam was going on. It was hot. 68 was the worst year of Vietnam. And they told us in basic training, y'all going to die. You ain't even going back home. I graduated from high school, South Philadelphia High, went in the military, got there at night, thousands of flashlights, march, and I'm sitting there just traumatized. What's going on? This stuff is deep. Everywhere I go, when you hear 10,000 people singing the same cadence, people want to know who, and you're you, you in awe. All of them are disciplined. All of them are uniform. All of them are unified. Are you getting this? And, and child of God, the impression that left on me was for life. That's, that's why I'm a driver now, because I was driven to excellence. You understand what I'm trying to say? And when I see something messing up, I move on it quick to redirect it. I don't sit back and watch something fall and fall and fall and, and continue to fall. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is that we, we are an army for the Lord. We are one in Christ. When one of us hurt, all of us ought to be hurting. Can I get a witness? When one of us needs something, all of us need it. When one of us rejoice, all of us ought to rejoice. This is not an individualistic life. We are together in Christ, the body of Jesus Christ. We are one in Christ. Now check this out. And I'm closing. These Christian believers were called into a faith, a fellowship, but then, and we'll pick this up next time, they were called into a finish. Look at verse 26. But ye see your calling. My God. What is the essence of this calling? First of all, if I'm going to finish this race, and that's what it is, it's a race. The word race in the Greek is agon, A-G-O-N. It's an agonizing race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Are you getting this? Now, <clears throat> let me get out your way, but years and years ago, I ran in the pen relays, Franklin Field your heart out. I ran a sprint, but I couldn't run a marathon. I could run in the military two or three miles, could never run five or six miles. That takes special training. You breathe through your nose and out your mouth. You don't run like this. You don't run like that. They got to teach you how to breathe. They got to teach you how to run. They got to teach you how to pace yourself. Then the Bible says you got to lay aside every weight 
Can I get a witness? You don't get out on no marathon track with uh, Timberland boots and chains around your neck talking about you running. You don't, you don't do no stuff like that. You got to strip down. Are y'all praying with me? See, the problem in the church, we're running a race looking unto Jesus. And, 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 and on that track is agonizing. Satan going to take your marriage. He's going to attack your kids. He's going to attack your mind. He's going to attack your finances. He's going to attack your emotions. But you got to keep on running. You got to keep on running looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You can't run by feelings. You got to run by faith. What do you mean, preacher? You got to say, I know in whom I believe. And I know that he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think to the only wise God, my Savior. Don't run looking at me because I might fall before you fall. Don't run looking at these preachers. Don't run looking at your wife. Don't run looking at your husband. You better run looking at Jesus. It's a race. It's a regiment. It's a rejoicing. Thank you, Lord. That's why in 2 Timothy 4, I'm closing. Paul woke up in the morning in jail. The word was out. Nero said he's going to cut your head off. He's going to chop your head off the day at noon. Paul got up <laughs> and said, the time of my departure has come. I'm preaching up in this place now. He was willing to accept the cup that the Lord had chosen for him. And that word departure has three different meanings in the Greek. I'm coming in. It means to take down your tent. Because you're getting ready to go to your permanent place. Can I get a witness? Yeah, it, it means to be like a bird who's ready to fly away. Can I get a witness? It means to hoist a ship, pull an anchor in, because we're getting ready to float to glory. So when Paul said the time of my departure has come, Paul said, I'm ready. I fought a good fight. I didn't do everything right. I didn't always keep the word of God, but I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I didn't finish your course. I finished what the Lord told me to finish. I finished my course, and I kept, here it is, the faith. And now, I said, now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you got a faith, you got a fellowship, but you got to finish. It's not how you start out. It's how you end up. Do I have a witness? And I want to finish strong for my Jesus. Lord, I've messed up. Lord, I've been hooked up. Lord, I got skeletons everywhere. But I want to finish strong for my Jesus. I want to hear my Lord say, well done. That good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. I want to see him face to face. Can I get a witness? I want to lay across his bosom. I want to hug him at his feet. Can I get a witness? And whatever rewards he gives me, I want to lay him back at his feet. Can I get a witness? Because he's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Say yeah. And he's worthy. He's worthy. He's full of power, full of might. He's 
given me the victory. He's broken my chains. He's made me whole. He's turned my life around. He's fixed my heart. He's fixed my soul. He's fixed my mind. Say yeah. What a mighty God. We serve. Say yeah. Thank God. I said thank God for the faith. Thank God for the fellowship. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for the finish. He's worthy. 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 To be praised when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all. for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, 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 I thank God for saving me through many dangers, toils and snares. I've already come. You don't need to bunch all this stuff together. Choose a day you're just going to praise him for what he's done in the past. Thank you, Lord, for how you delivered me in the past. Then choose a day you're going to praise him for the present. Through it all. Thank you, Lord. Then choose a day you're going to praise him for the future. Thank you, Lord. I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. And we know that all things are working together for the good, for them that love him and them that are the called according to his purpose. Let's stay on our feet. As every head... Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus, Son of the living God, died for your sins, was buried and rose again. You need to believe and receive. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand right now. Pastor, I want to give, I see your hands. Come on up. I want to give my life to Christ. Come on, raise your hands. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. We serve. Come on. If your hands are raised, come on up. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Those that have your hands raised, come on out. Or you want to join the church for your Christian experience. You step out also. Come on, come on. Jesus said, you be ashamed of me. I'll be ashamed of you. Come on, come on. Just come on out. Step out. I saw your hands. Step out. Don't worry about these folk. They might be going to hell. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? All right. Listen to Pastor. Thank you, AKAs, for being here. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Should have worn my green and pink. Huh? Praise Jesus for all of you. God bless you. Uh, my, my wife won't let me. Praise the Lord. But we love you. I want you to greet our visitors. We're going over to Dave Price Church later on. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the powerful, matchless, miraculous name of Jesus, we don't want our church to be toxic. We don't want our church to be tainted. We want to submit to the faith, the fellowship, and the finish. And God, we need you to create in us clean hearts, renew right spirits within us, break all the chains that hold us hostage, and help us to submit to Jesus the Christ. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, sweet communion, the blessed Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now and forevermore. The church say, Amen. Amen. Next week we're dressed.